brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Inside the Birds is back. What's going on, everybody? It's Jeff Mosher, Adam Kaplan. Very late uh, Thursday night. I know most people are listening to this Friday morning. Uh, Eagles coming off a win there against the Giants at the link. And uh, for a while, Adam, it looked like I was a, uh, a soothsayer. I don't know if you remember, but in our... Oh, I do. Show, <laughs> I predicted the Giants to win 20-16, to 16, and it was 21-16. But then the Eagles had an opportunity that was kind of gift-wrapped to them there at the end, and they took advantage of it. They scored, and what they couldn't do against the Ravens, they did against the Giants. And I have a lot of emotions and thoughts about the game. I imagine you do too. Yeah, my, my opening thought would be that there's a little bit of luck involved in Evan Ingram. That not an easy catch. One thing or you got to pull it in, okay? That, that, that would have essentially ended the game. Though the Eagles had a bunch of their timeouts, and I'll say this about Doug Peterson. I have some issues with his two-point conversion calls. I, I don't like them. I think they're struggling with it. I think he could do a better job, but he does a good do- job most, for the most part with time management. You notice he had those two timeouts left. It's one of the underrated parts of his ability to coach is making sure that you, you use the timeouts correctly, and he did, by the way. He actually used them. He only used the one timeout. Uh, after they were able to stuff 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 a couple of those runs there, but um, look, I give him credit. Uh, Carson Wentz had a highly uneven game. Don't let the numbers fool you; he did not play that well. Uh, but it wasn't all his fault. Clearly, he, in his his final drive was phenomenal. The, the the touchdown pass to Boston Scott, I still cannot believe it. Uh, that was incredible. But their line had major issues up the middle. Uh, he had trouble 
you have stepping the throws. That's a problem. Lane Johnson got hurt in the game. He's got now two injuries, knee and ankle. And they, they've got some problems on their offensive line. And now they have some time, though. This was an early week game, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've got plenty of time here. But um, they've got to get some offensive linemen back. And uh, we're going to have some updates on our Monday morning show. We're probably about five or six more injury updates that we're, that we're working on. Yeah, obviously the injuries. I mean, they, they just keep manifesting. And Deshaun Jackson goes down there at the end. Look bad. Uh, limps off the field. I mean, he threw his helmet. Uh, he took his helmet off and threw it, you know, uh, down. And um, – you just wonder, you, you hope it's not his last snap as an Eagle or as an NFL player, but, you know, he's up there and he's missed a lot of games the last two years, and that looked like a pretty gruesome injury. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with him and find out the extent of the injury. There's a phrase, you know, the better team won, right? And in this case, and I'm going to kind of borrow a line that a friend of mine texted me, the better bad team won. <laughs> This was a Thursday night game that was pretty resemblant of what Thursday night games used to look like, you know, back in the color rush days. And, you know, when the league was just trying to put two teams on color uh, because, rush. Yeah. The color rush day. I mean, that was yeah. all that this, this, sure. this game was missing. It was yeah, ugly. But see, when you say color rush, you, I don't know why this happened. There's some things happen when you, when, when you're talking, I think of stuff like you remind me of, uh-huh. remember the awful mustard Jaguars color rush. Awful. Yes. Yeah. And I love them. I love the color rush jerseys. I like. Oh no, I I hated the, the jets, well, I, the lime I, green I, jets one. Right, right. I did, well, some I don't like, but overall, I like sort of loud colors. I I have some sneakers which uh, you know my <laughs> wife thinks I'm out of my mind that are very bright, but I, I kind of like. It. I think it's cool. But if you're street cred, yeah, exactly. That's right. If I have any <laughs> left, but uh, look, th- this was. Um, you know, I guess the Eagles are incredible on Thursday nights in their black jerseys. I love the black jerseys, man. I, I, I'm all for it, man. I'm, uh, it's very slimming, you know, for the offensive linemen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, the Eagles are, are now, what, 5-0, and I believe? Or is it 6-0? I don't know. 16, 17, 18, They're undefeated 20. with them on. 6-0 for Doug Peterson on Thursday Night Football. Uh, they continue their win streak against the Giants. What I'm really curious about, and we'll, we'll find this answer over the next few days, is really – how how the fans feel about this because you and I yeah. tend to look at things through a different prism because we're sure. reporters. Yeah. Um, and I, I just sense just, you know, a quick sense is that it's not the usual happiness that you feel, even with an ugly win, fans yes. can be happy, but yes. you're one, four and one, you played two tough games against the Ravens and the Steelers. And I think people were expecting, and maybe unfairly because you don't have Miles Sanders and Zach Ertz now and Lane's back in now. I think people were just expecting a little bit, more cleanliness, um, you know, Carson to, to continue to progress the way he's played the last two games before that, and he really didn't. And then, you know, with two minutes to go, you're, you're, you're thinking we're about to lose to Wayne Gallman and Daniel <laughs> Jones running an 80-yarder in. And that's what it was really the difference uh, yeah. at one point. Yeah, well said. You want, you want to get started on offense? Yeah, let's talk about the offense. And, and we can – we can focus on the final drive because, yeah. you know, when you're in a situation sure. like this, you absolutely need some people to come up big for you. Obviously, Richard Rodgers, you know, as their <laughs> number <people>. one tight end, <laughs> makes a really nice catch and a, and a good throw from Carson. Yeah. You know, it's funny about Richard Rodgers. <laughs> if, you, if you don't follow college football closely, I, I didn't know much about him, but I remember talking to some scouting people when he came out of Thick of Cal. He was a pretty accomplished athletic tight end. Now, he put on weight over the years. He's become more of a blocker. Uh, than a pass catcher, but you start. You saw some look. That thirty-yard catch was crucial. Obviously, he had several big catches. 
game, uh, six for 85 on eight targets. Thing that I noticed in this game, and it's going to happen until Ertz comes back, and we're gonna, I'm going to give you an update on Ertz in, in a minute here. Their inability to control the middle of the field with a tight end, because that's, that's the thing. It's, they didn't run very many slants. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't although think they, they really should. They can certainly do it with Fulton. Yeah. I'm sorry? I don't think Carson in general threw inside the numbers a whole lot. Yeah, very little. And they got to get the, the one of my many criticisms of this game plan. Where is Fulgham on those in-breaking routes? On sevens? Uh, excuse me. On uh, just shorter and then let him go forward because you, right. he's got a big frame. I mean, he Carson missed him. In fact, I guess he would have had him for a touchdown. The, the slant to Jackson, which he didn't hit. Um, source told me that um, – Fulgham, this person knew, knows already because I, I don't know how the hell he knows. But this guy said, I'm just telling you that Fulgham was open and he, he didn't – you know, yeah. Carson didn't see him. Yeah, it looked like on, on TV there was a corner out that he was going to be open. Exactly. On, yeah. he, he won. Yeah, he won. Yeah, yeah he won. So, look, uh, Fulgham's 40-yard catch was pretty sweet, pretty amazing. The kid I, – I I mean, I don't know what else to tell you. Not only is he he's their ex for the season, he's their ex of the future. I'll go that far. I mean, there's not – he's – he – you know, another little underrated aspect of this kid's game. I don't know. How, I, I I didn't chart the. I have look at my notes. How many with the exclamation point penalties? How many penalties did this guy draw? Uh, you you're talking about Fulgham drawing penalties? Yeah. Yes. And and, there, and you know what? I thought there were two instances where he should have drawn a penalty easily and three. they didn't call it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. No, but easily three. And, right. Yeah. 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 He, I, he I was cu- curious kid. going into the game if Joe Judge kind of came from that. We know he comes from the Belichick tree, right? And we yeah. know that the Belichick motto is we're going to take out your the only player, the, the player that we think can hurt you the most. They don't do that. Yeah. They don't do that. And it didn't look like the Giants did that with Fulgham. Uh-huh. You know, they, they defended him okay, but they didn't really no. – um, they, they didn't do anything all that special. I, I, I'll be honest with you. Um, no one could handle Fulgham. No one's been able to do it. They just – Carson missed him. Mm-hmm. If he treats Fulgham like he does Ertz – Fulgham will have eight to ten catches a game, but for much more yards because he's more explosive for mm-hmm. 100 to 120 yards a game. I mean, I mean, that's how good he is right now. To the point where, if you're a man cover team, the bullseye's on him because uh, Greg Cosell told us that often um, they only play sides. Mm-hmm. That's why Bradbury was not always on him. Right. So they they could have taken advantage of that even more. And Carson missed him. Uh, the coaches have to do a better job. In fact, another thing that really annoyed me. I'm, I feel like the fans, uh, the, the the play calling, like the 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 lack of imagination continues to show itself. Where is the pre-snap movement? I don't see very much of it. This this offense has not been what I thought it would be. I'm been very be honest with you. I've been very disappointed with the coaches, just yeah. the scheme. Some games they've they seem like they're on their way to getting some things done. Oh, and another thing is the Hertz package is is done. It doesn't work. It's over. Yeah, that was a, a fun one game. I mean, I, yeah. I guess I'm surprised that on four days of preparation, when the opponent has only basically seen Jalen Hurts do some read option like he did last week, I mean, yeah. they've seen him throw the ball once, right? The biggest, the most tape you have on Jalen Hurts is either he's a decoy or he's a runner, that they used him as a runner only, and they didn't try to do anything differently because the Giants wouldn't have had any tape on it. Right, right. Hey, you know what they ought to do? Okay, first of all, take Wentz off the field. Let him play Wildcat quarterback, zone read, RPO, whatever you want, probably RPO, mm-hmm. whatever you want to do, 
make him a guy that as soon as he comes on the field, you're concerned about him. Also, line him up as a slot receiver. Keep him in motion. Be more imaginative. I don't understand the lack of imagination. You brought all these coaches in. What are they doing? No, I'm I mean, with you. I'm with you. I want to see and, more, and obviously, man. Obviously, they got to go back to the drawing board on the two-point conversions. I mean, they've been awful. a disaster, awful. an abject disaster. What, what, what about, again, sprint right after, option for Christ's sake. I mean, can you roll the guy right? Yeah. Carson is awesome throwing the ball on the run. And here's the other – now, now they, let's get to the Keen Butler throw. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason why Carson threw it is because he had single coverage on Logan Ryan. But he's about – Roughly six inches taller. I, I don't have a problem with it. Some people on Twitter really did not like it. I actually don't have a problem with it. Um, here's the problem that I have. Hakeem Butler, dude, yeah. fight through the football. Yeah, that's fight where the problem through is. Yeah. The football. yeah, no, absolutely. I, I mean, I'm watching the play unfold, and you see that, A, first he aligned wrong, but then he lined, and he was uncovered. And I'm thinking Carson just needs exactly. to call for the snap and then just throw the ball to him like a fastball, like a normal throw. And, and I thought Carson – by putting some air under it, I get it that he's trying to use the height, but mm-hmm. I thought he had a chance to just throw it to the outside shoulder, and there's no way Logan Ryan could have gotten to it because he was still running in to the picture. Yeah. Um, but I do agree with you. I didn't think Hakeem uh, put up much of a fight on a Hakeem. Yeah, ball. you got to – right. You got to use your frame six for it. Look, I'm being hard – I'm pretty, being pretty critical just because this has been an ongoing issue for me with the, with the, the offensive play calling. I, we were sold a bill of goods about how imaginative this thing's going to be. I don't care if the owner forced these hires or, or forced them to do something. You know, we know what happened last year. The, the owner got involved and the coach is getting fired. It's not a secret. Yeah. Yeah. My mom knows this. Uh, but I, I'm disappointed that we're not seeing better usage of pre-snap and post-snap. It's more pre-snap with the offense, not post-snap. But it's pre-snap. Hey, give me some motion. Shifting. I saw one shift. Oh, that was pretty cool. You know, yeah. I was like, oh, you know, I look at my notes. Oh, shift. Make a note of that. I did, but <laughs> I, I'm just not seeing what I thought I'd see, man. I'm I'm kind of frustrated to be honest with you. I'm, as you said, you and I aren't fans, but we like to see some imagination. I see yeah. the Niners doing it. Niners run 70 percent pre-snap motion most of the National Football League last season. I think it's around 70. percent I'm not saying it's got to be that high, but could you do some stuff that's imaginative that you can make the defense think? Yeah, the more we watch on Sundays, you're seeing a lot of teams that didn't normally do it start to incorporate it now. So I agree with you. And I also think, you know, going back to what Ron Jaworski told us a week ago on uh, Inside the Birds TV, Carson, when he's not getting hit, he's getting obstructed. And I'm not going to – I'm not making excuses. The the cross-body throw that he made to Fulgham that was almost picked off was a dumb throw. Yeah. The intentional grounding was a problem. He made a couple, you know, there were times he held on to the ball trying to make something Too happen. Too long. No check what, down. What he needed to have down. was this mentality that, you know, these are the giants. Like, I just have to be smart. I have to protect the ball. I have to move the chains when I can and call a loss a loss when it's a loss, not try to make too much happen. And he took the opposite approach and it forced him to do bad habit things that we saw in the first three weeks. And you hope it doesn't carry over. But the bottom line is, Jaws is right. He's, it was, I count, I think it was 11 hits uh, on him, and that doesn't count the ones as a runner. That doesn't count, you know, ones if, he, if it was Wildcat and he moves outside. I mean, he just, he's taking too many hits, and he's, when he's not taking a hit, he's throwing with a lineman coming down into his face, getting pushed back by the defense. It's just not, this is not a long uh, a recipe for, like, sustained success. It's just, we know this. They barely beat the Giants, and the Giants stink. So what are they going to do when they play teams better than the Giants? They're not going to perform very well. Yeah, look, 
they've got an offensive line that's beat up, okay? Opeta, as we first reported in our pregame show, um, there, the expectation was he would start. He did. The funny thing is I'm like, wait, you know, I'm looking for him, right, in the huddle. I'm like, I don't know which number it is. <laughs> I, I didn't look it up. I'm like, 78. That must be him. Wait a minute. Is that Hollis Thomas? Oh, it's 78. No, it's Sua Petta. Right. Um, it's, it's, it's just like a who's who of who. Right, you know? <laughs> exactly. It, look, look, part of it is Carson. Yes. He will not check it down. That's on him. I still maintain he needs to be coach starter. How do I know this? Because you need, you need to get someone who can get through to him. Yeah. Check the goddamn ball down. It's on you because you're, you're taking unnecessary traffic. It, building the West Coast offense, there are outlets. As Marty Morningweg told me, I don't know, God, 08, uh, something like that, many, many years ago. And ironically, he's back now. But <laughs> I remember him asking him about the West Coast and how it works and you know, the old Walt, Bill Walsh offense. He said in every play. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older. But Mini Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. There's an outlet, and he, yep. you know, again, this is so long ago. This is well over a decade ago. I don't remember exactly. But he, he explained to me how there's always an outlet. And I get that Carson wants to make, make the big play, but that's got to get coached out of him. To the point, I don't care if they have to yell at him. Take the goddamn check down, man. You're, you know, if you want to last, you would ask me, on our pregame show about this, and I and this is actually what I didn't mention, but I should have mentioned. This is on him. This, I've been, you know, when we first started the show two years ago, I, this is my pet peeve with this guy. Mm-hmm. Take the damn check down. It, it's there. It's built in. And Boston Scott made the catch of his life, and, and Carson's throw was unbelievable. But if you fast forward back to the first half, excuse me, rewind to the first half, mm-hmm. Carson had guys open. He had an idea of where he was going to go, and he wasn't seeing the field as well. In fact, that's the other thing about this game. I don't need the coaching tape to see it. I can see some of it. This part I don't need coaching tape for. He's not seeing the field great. He was not seeing the field great in this game. That that was disappointing. Accuracy, uh, dro- um, dropping dropping his uh, elbow, drop the leg pointing a little bit again. I think yeah. there's a little bit of that I could see because I have slow motion on file, so I'm able to slow it down. Very very clear in HD. There's certain things you can see. But, you know, overall, very uneven game by Wentz. But I give him credit. He got the job done. A lot to learn from this. Uh, the positives, Fulgham is a stud. I mean, 
he could have had be- better numbers of once is more accurate. Missed him on an open throw early, and you know, in the game was from, I think went twenty yards or something. But the mm-hmm. forty yard play was all Fulgham, and was good. The throw was there, but oh yeah, run after the catch, dude. The run after the catch, I mean, you gotta be kidding me. I, I feel like at the end of the year, this is gonna be the the positive takeaway for a lot of fans of the team is that maybe the team itself was not good and didn't live up to expectations, but. Enjoy the Travis Fulgham ride here because I think you yeah. mentioned this a couple of times. It's not a fluke. It's not a one-game thing. No. Kid can play, and he's going to grow, you'd think, with Carson Wentz and, oh, yeah. and Jalen Rager when he comes back and uh-huh. you, you go to next year and at least you think you have that and maybe a normal offseason. I don't know. But the point is Travis Fulgham can play, and that's been a nice discovery. Stud. Yeah. Probably been the hey. only fun discovery. Yeah, uh, high tower. The catch he made, he didn't hey, drop he it. He made a good catch. Was he it a nice who, catch? Was it you? Stay still. I can't remember who t- I talked to this week. Who said he was going to make another big play? Well, I, I, I said you got to keep playing him, and I bet if he just starts coming down with him, he's, okay, it's going to okay. look a whole lot better. It is. That was great. I mean, and he he beat. Um, the hell did he beat on that play? Uh, wasn't Logan Ryan? I think it. No. Yeah, yeah. Was it him or was it the guy who used to be an Eagle for like two seconds? Oh, Ryan Lewis. Yes, you got it. Yeah, Ryan, Ryan Lewis. I yeah. cannot believe Ryan Lewis started again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He had a bad penalty. But, um, yeah, the, uh, offensive before we move to defense, I said this on Twitter, and I just want to repeat it again if you missed it, folks. They so need a power back. It's it's it's. God forbid they get a lead in the fourth quarter. They've got nobody to go to to, to, to salt the game away. They just don't. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. They – the coaches clearly don't believe in Corey Clement. That that ship has sailed. Did have a nice seven yard play. Uh, the one only carry yeah, he had the first in the flat, half, right? Oh, the I'm run, sorry. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. They catch just don't the believe in too. him. That was okay. Yeah, they don't believe in him. So that ship has sailed. Huntley had a couple nice plays. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. Uh, they Holofield. They didn't want him up. So I don't know, man. They they this roster is flawed. They just sure injuries part of it, but there's some things that they just didn't get done, and that. I'm not going to call it the Carlos Hyde miss because I understand they didn't want to spend a lot of money, but you've got to bring somebody in. And I love your thought about Frank Gore, man. I'd love to see that. I'd Go love get to him. see that. Uh, I do want to give some props to, to Boston Scott. Didn't play a you know, great overall game, but, yeah. man, there's something about the Giants being on the other side that <laughs> brings out <laughs> the best in Boston Scott because that was one heck of a catch at yeah. night. Oh, oh, the throw was big time. That's about Beautiful a big throw, time. but great catch, yeah. He let him. He threw it some anticipation. He goes, I'm going to throw it out there somehow in the defender's hand, and you're going to go get it at five foot six. Mm-hmm. And the concentration, he had to do it or the game's over, really, to me. I mean, he's just – that's the way he's got to look at it. I mean, the throw was great. Catch was great. Uh, Greg Ward, great touchdown. The guy gets open in a short area like nobody's business. The guy's amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll tell you what. You mentioned in the pregame. So, just to clean this up. So, Rager got the cast off. Mm-hmm. We – we still think week ten, correct? That he should could be back. Should that be would back? be that's the first week after the bye, right? It's, it's now Cowboys by Giants. Is that how it goes? Yeah, it's Cowboys by mm-hmm. Giants Browns. Yeah. Yes. So I've been told that with the cast off, he's close to catching balls now. Um, okay. I think the timetable is st- from what I'm told. The timetable is still the same. The, the week yeah. after the bye, which would we'll be, update it again, but good would be the Giants. But yeah, I want to get a little more because they, sure. you know, they were they said this when he hurt his shoulder that they were going to hold him out the season opener. It wasn't worth it, but then he started to show how fast of a healer he was, and they put him out there in the season opener anyway. And so I'm not going to totally slam the door down on the idea that maybe. 
he can get in there sooner than later, but um, that, that is still the target timetable yeah I, I would say something on Rager's shoulder because what happened was they were really concerned initially but as within like a 48 hour time span mm-hmm. they got they got a second opinion and they were pretty certain they knew what the injury was the the shoulder uh what was it rotator cuff like it's been with all these injuries, it was a labrum it was a labrum okay tear in okay. a piece of his labrum yeah, yeah right right okay but they felt like they had it under control in terms of the information and they knew what it was and knew it had to be treated and you know, another thing about him, he's so jacked up and strong physically and mm-hmm. actually helps him where that injury is, I was told, uh, to, to, to be able to heal faster. It's just having thickness back there actually helped him when he got hit. So, uh, um, but that, that's good news there. Oh, Zach yeah. Ertz, I forgot. I, there were a couple of updates I wanted to put on our pregame show. We just were, we hit a lot of things, but Ertz's timeline he was given by Dr. Anderson, that's a renowned foot specialist who... Works out of Green Bay. I think he still works with for, with the Packers. But anyway, he's the every NFL player goes there. Baseball players go there. Yeah. Um, Brandon Graham went a, there for his ankle a couple of years ago. Who did? I think Brandon Graham went there for the ankle. Okay. Remember when he had the ankle surgery after the yes. Super Bowl? I think. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He uh, four to six timeline. It's closer to six. He's got. It's in the same area as. It, it's very similar. I'm told to Christian McCaffrey's ankle injury. Hmm. Um. So. My, my sense is it's going to be really forward thinking for him to be ready after the buying week 10 because Zach's toughness. I will not rule that out. Uh, I, I would say it's unlikely, but not impossible. We'll, we'll see if how much progress he can make. So the problem that they have now is Jason, yeah, Jason Krim, unfortunately was not a factor. Uh, he didn't have a catch in the game. And it's good that Richard Rogers shows some stuff that that was good, but they need some speed at tight end. They need now Dallas Goddard. We're going to have more information on him. Uh, on our next show, Monday, that drops 6 a.m. Monday morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he has an ankle fracture. Uh, I, I talked a little bit about this on our pregame show on uh, Friday. You, you could, or Thursday, you could rewatch it. By the way, I have to say this. That was no, uh, no offense to our guy, Greg Cosell, who will be on with us as long as we do the show. But the chemistry that the four of us had, me, me and you, and uh, Trey, and Jamal Jackson, our special guest, Jeff, I, I'm still blown away by it. I just thought when you when you put two offensive linemen together, I mean exactly. you watch tales from the blind side. Right? You put these two guys together and they get into it, and they, you know it's worth rewatching just to see them argue over the failed two point conversion play from the Baltimore game and whether the center was responsible or the play call was responsible. But it was a very I'll it tell you what great, though, but no, mostly, it was really good. Yeah, the the show was actually very serious, very mm-hmm. high level football intel, and the you know you would tee us up. And then we go back and forth and I might follow up. And what happened was we got, and I don't know how it happened. Oh, I know. Trey was talking about his time with Andy Reid coaching as a, a, a coaching intern. Right. Uh, in training camp. And this I, past I summer, and, yeah. Right. And we were talking about it. And I said to those guys, well, give me a difference or what you know about Doug, and, Doug Peterson and Andy. And you have to listen to it. It was phenomenal. And I actually learned a lot. In fact, I'm going to use some of that uh, for our future discussions and whatever interviews I do with people. Because mm-hmm. I, I, I thought – I love the way that they both talked about it and their own experiences with Andy. Jamal Jackson's story, you, I'm not going to give it away. You'll have to hear about his early time with Andy. Mm-hmm. And also, Trey's first year with Andy as a rookie and what happened to him. <laughs> uh, that was on Trey. Trey will explain that. So you're yeah, missing it. Far, it's so worth watching. I, I, I implore you, if you haven't seen it, to watch it. All right, let's move on to the defense. Before we yeah. do that, as we tell you all the time, make sure you're checking out PHL Sports Nation – 
Philadelphiasports.com covering all of Philadelphia sports, pro sports teams like nobody else, always enhancing the fan experience with their great coverage, their content, and of course, all of their good podcasts as well. Check them out on Twitter at PHL Sports Nation or just go to the website, phlsportsnation.com. They are great. And we'll pause real quick. Hey, it's Jeff Mosher. Adam Kaplan and I love using Anchor for our Inside the Birds podcast every week. It's so user-friendly, anyone can create their own podcast, and you should too. Just download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Anchor gives you everything you need to start your own podcast from your phone or computer. Its creation tools allow you to record and edit your podcast for a professional sound And Anchor will distribute your podcast for you to Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and so many other platforms. It can be heard by everyone, just like Inside the Birds. You can also make money from your pod with no minimum listenership. What are you waiting for? Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to create your podcast today. For another word from a great sponsor. All right, Adam, you know what? I I know there weren't a lot of points scored in this game, and so you, you don't look at this as one of those... Oh, man, Jim Schwartz, you, you know, like you did when they were giving up 28 and 30 points. But, man, I mean, again, I go back to if Evan Ingram catches that ball, you're looking at a few th- – break- they, they could not stop the run very well in the fourth quarter. They didn't put a ton of pressure given how bad the Eagles – the Giants' offensive line yep. They got pressure. I'm not saying they didn't get it. Yeah, it they got inconsistent pressure. They had to the blitz, though, to get a lot of their pressure, yep. which I thought was yep. interesting. And, uh, man, you know, Cravon LeBlanc, I, I, I know people love him. He is a good, tough guy. He's on the field way too much. Uh, you know, you got him up against Golden Tate, and he's getting abused. They did have one nice breakup in the end zone. But, um, I mean, the, the defense just did not give you, a, like, an inspiring effort. And I think if they would have lost that game, you could have really pointed to giving up all those running yards to Wayne Gallman and then clearly getting fooled by Daniel Jones <laughs> on an 80-yard touchdown. I know the guy leads the Giants. That was almost cloud. I was told. Uh, the initial word of that was on McLeod, but yeah. we'll we'll know more. Well, I thought Brandon Graham kind of played the mesh point instead of you know he, he broke contain on that as well. I would think. Yeah, but right, but the one, but McLeod went a certain way, and mm-hmm. he went the other way. But um, I, I agree with all that. There's not much I can add other than that. I they did not go the way I projected it to be. I thought they would dominate the giant offensive line. They did not even come close to doing that. They had their moments. Um, you know, they hit Daniel Jones eight times in the game. They, they've made some moments. Um, Nick Gary had that great, great blitz. Um, Singleton had that great, that, that one nice play up the middle. He, he, hit, he hit Jones twice, but very uneven game for the defense. That's being charitable. LeBlanc simply does not have the foot speed. That's what happens. And look, uh, the, the, the thing that was interesting, and I know you, you put it out to me, I did not even realize it five minutes in because I'm looking at so much stuff. If he played on defense, I didn't see it. I did not see Maddox play on defense. I know he played on special teams. Yeah. No, I guess he was available only in emergency. He did play on special teams. Well, he, okay, he had a tackle. Right, he had a tackle on defense. But huh. yet he played sparingly. And here's what we reported on, on our show leading up to the Baltimore game that mm-hmm. we had heard that he was ginger on that ankle, that he wasn't ready. That's right. Well, on five days later, it was very clear to me he was, you know, what we had heard was correct, why they didn't do it. But this is what we said before. They don't have enough outside corners. No, This is they killing don't. them, man. It, it, yeah. It's killing them. And I know Avante wasn't playing very well as an outside corner, but he needs to be there because then the slot corner needs to be Nikhil Roby Coleman. And Strap really has got to be your fourth cornerback, only in on those spread formations. I mean, 
you have him up against Golden Tate there twice. Uh, one on the 39-yard touchdown, another time uh, – uh, he had the 22-yard pass interse- uh, interference penalty. I think that was him. Yeah, that was Strap. Yep. And it's just yep. it was a mismatch from the start. Uh, the linebacker. I'll say this for the linebackers. You know, I mean, we'll have to watch the tape. Yeah. Um, Alex Singleton, I thought was aggressive. I thought so. We got our answer right. The nickel linebackers were Gary and Singleton, um, not Riley and Gary, or not Riley and Singleton. So it's still mm-hmm. what what the coaches want. They were aggressive. Um, I t- do you remember the play where Alex Singleton blitz up the middle and trucked yep. Devontae Freeman? Crush, well, Freeman's When's the last time you saw an Eagles linebacker just have a play I like know, that? I know. Singleton, listen, this is the fine for them. Mm-hmm. It's, for, it's forcing – it's funny because it's taking Ken Flagell time to figure out that the, this guy could play. I mean, we've had a criticism of Flagell. He just – he has his favorites, as all coaches do, and sometimes he doesn't see uh, the players who actually should be on the field. Mm-hmm. We, we, we crushed him for – for uh, Fort, uh, LJ Fort last year. That was a mistake. And don't make a mistake. Well, the, the kid's been too good. Oh, by the way, um, uh, TJ Edwards is going to return for the next game. In fact, he's ready. he could have played this game, but mm-hmm. they, had a, they had a roster decision they had to make. So he'll play. Um, barring anything foreseen, they'll activate him to the roster and they'll have him available. I don't know why they wouldn't because I've heard, from what I understand, he's ready to go. So that's more good injury news. Mm-hmm. Uh I'll tell you what, man, after this bye, a bunch of players are going to come back in weeks 10 and 11. It uh, won't be Jason Peters this week. Um, not expect, he's not expected to play in week eight. We'll, we'll get more information on him next week, but mm-hmm. with his toe injury, uh, not, I'm told that definitely is not the case. Mm. But uh, look, offensive line-wise, we didn't really talk about it very much. Um, I'm a little bit disappointed. I know we're just talking defense, but, at, you know, I – I have nothing else to add on the defense. You, you mm-hmm. covered it well. Mm-hmm. Um, def- uh, offensive line-wise, they got some problems. Lane's, Lane's, Lane's injuries, right? ankle and knee. He was not himself, clearly. Uh, Mylotta looked like he played well, but I, I need to find out from people who are grading the tape how he played. Um, Suopetta looked like he had some struggles. We know at the one where he almost took uh, – we went into Wentz. That was, uh-huh. He got overpowered. Yeah, by But it looked like he had some struggles, but we'll, we'll learn more. So did you, did you have any thoughts on the O-line? Well, I just, yeah, no, I just go. I think the point I made was that Jaworski was right that Carson is throwing with too many people, too yeah. many linemen yeah. pushed back into his yeah. face. Now, I, I, I get that those aren't supposed to be the guys that are out there. So I'm not blaming anybody. Right. I'm just right. basically saying that if you're looking for some kind of inspired confidence because the Eagles won this game, and that's why I said why I'm, I'm curious to see what the fans think and, and, and feel about this. To me, you won a game, it keeps you alive a little bit. Uh, you, you can be happy about a win. A win is a win. But in general, there are some, there were definitely some things that, that you're still concerned about and you don't know that if you're playing any other team that you come out of that game with a win. Even the Bengals, you know, you, they, you tied them because you couldn't make the two or three key plays. The Bengals might have been better than the Giants if you, if you think about it. Well, they're more talent on offense. Yeah. Oh, my God, they're way more talented than Giants. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I want to get to two more things. But first, yeah. you know uh, – I want to let people know about our friends at DraftKings, man. Week six of football is in the books. Now it's time to review the tape, get ready for week seven. There's no better place to get in on all the action than with DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. To add to the excitement of week seven, DraftKings Sportsbook is bringing back their can't-miss offer. If you haven't tried DraftKings Sportsbook yet, head to the App Store now because you don't want to miss this. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new users the chance to earn a sign-up bonus up to $1,000 when signing up using promo code ITB. 
DraftKings Sportsbook has endless ways for you to bet from live betting to betting on your favorite players. They do it all. Don't worry if football's not for you. They're giving all MMA and baseball fans who sign up now the chance to turn a dollar into $100 by betting on either of this weekend's UFC 254 or by taking action on any baseball championship game. DraftKings is safe, reliable, and secure, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. So download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code ITB when you sign up and get up one up to $1,000. That's code ITB to get a sign-up bonus up to $1,000 for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. you got to be 21 or older, Pennsylvania only, in partnership with Meadows Racetrack Casino. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, Adam, the one big concern that we don't talk about because it doesn't fall under offense or defense is Jake Elliott. Guy missed a 29-yard field goal. Yeah. He's been missing field goals now a couple of times. He's been struggling. Yeah, He's, he's been struggling. struggling. Now they gave him a big contract, and, um, you know, he's been known for having a big leg. And, you know, 57 yards in Pittsburgh I'm not going to cry about because nobody's kicked anything over that 55 yard there. But to miss against Baltimore and now to miss against um, uh, the gi- a 29-yarder, yeah, it can't happen, right man. That, that's happen. short on an extra point. That's, I mean, that is a chip shot of all chip shots. That can't happen. They, they gotta, they're gonna have to look at this. This is this has been an ongoing issue with them. Yeah, this is. Uh, yeah, he's been on the downward spiral this season. That's not a good thing. Yeah. Um, you think you know, they the bring in, You got to bring in somebody, or is it too early? I'm sorry. That? Bring in. Uh, someone I'll bring someone in. Um, no, you try them out. I mean, it's real simple. You, what you do is, first of all, you send a message because coaches always tell me this. They, they, what they'll do is some teams will do this because it's, I've talked to coaches over the years who've mentioned this to me. They'll sometimes knock, they've decided they're not going to sign anyone, but they're going to bring, they're going to work players out. And because reporters get access to workouts. So it'll get out there and the, 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 the player, the kicker, their own kicker will know about it. Sometimes that's the kind of pressure they want to put on the guy. Hey, get your bleep together, mm-hmm. get yourself together. Hey, start making these kicks. This is the, this is the first time he's really gone through struggles. This has been pretty bad. You know, this yeah. is, he's, he's missed some kicks. You got to hit. And uh, that's not good. Your, your, your home field, the weather is about as good as it gets. This global warming, man, my God, it was the first day. So, um, <laughs> Uh, you know, you, you got to hit these kicks, man. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. We'll see if uh, that continues and, and what's going to go on. All right, let's wrap it up with our manscaped man of the game. And Adam, what does a guy call his best friends? His testies besties, of course. Haven't you heard that one before? Testies besties? Come on. No. <laughs> no? Well, there, here's a first. Uh, Halloween's right. right around the corner. You don't want to spook somebody with your scary bush. So our friends at Manscaped <laughs> want to help you make your boys downstairs cle- uh, feel clean and the best of friends. So Manscaped's number one in below-the-waist grooming and offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. You got Halloween coming up. You might be Chewbacca, Bigfoot, Harry Bear, whatever it is. It's under the costume that really matters. All right? So don't be that hairy guy underneath there. Change the game with the Perfect Package 3.0. You get the electric trimmer called the Lawnmower 3.0. It's got the waterproof and skin-safe trimmer. You know, it reduces those next year pumpkins. And uh, you can also create less mess by trimming in the shower or using their magic mat disposable shaving mats. That's another great, uh, ad, you know, invent from uh, Manscaped, the magic mat disposable shaving mat. And of course, let's not forget about the crop preserver, the anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. 
Uh, you already put the odor on, on your armpits, so why wouldn't you put it in the smelliest part of your body? Now, the Perfect Package 3.0 also includes the anti-chafing performance boxer briefs. And, of course, you'll love the Crop rev uh, Reviver the Ball Toner Spray. So it's time to get clean and mean with this Perfect Package 3.0, and you get 20% off and free shipping if you use the code ITB at manscaped.com. Stay sexy this Halloween. Your balls will thank you. Remember, 20% off and free shipping with uh, using code ITB at manscaped.com. 20% off and free, uh, free shipping. Trick or treat. Keep your balls neat. That's what they say on Manscaped. So I hedged my bet a little bit, right? I, I predicted uh, the Eagles to lose. I predicted the Giants win 21-16, I think, and I was almost nailed it. But do you remember who my Manscaped man of the game was? Uh, no. I said it would be Boston Scott. Oh, did you? Okay, nice call. Well, that would be mine postgame, that's for yeah. sure. Yeah, well, I'm sticking with it, man. That catch was beautiful. I know it was a great oh, yeah. throw by Carson, but uh, without that kind of play – which you absolutely need in a game like that, you don't win. And uh, that was starting to look like a disaster there. So Boston Scott remains my Manscaped man of the game. He is mine. Boston Scott, little big man, did great job, great concentration. I still cannot believe it. was one of those because, you know, they replayed it on NBC. But I replayed it because I, I, it was on my DVR. I must have played it six times because I still couldn't believe he caught him. Like, how the hell did he catch that? <laughs> and then you see the replay from NBC and how whatever. It was. I know. Sorry, on a, on a NFL Network, so it's the way to do it. But uh, the the catch was just off the hook. I mean, it just really was amazing, and it's in a way you can't say it saved their season because the division's so terrible. Mm -hmm. But in a game where they got they they really did not play well in the third quarter, they were quite frankly awful offensively. It was embarrassing how bad they were. Oh yeah, uh, Wentz was still twenty five or forty three for three fifty nine. Made some bad decisions, made some good decisions, made some great throws, hit the game winner. He's got some issues. He's got to clean up. He's got to be coached harder. The stuff has got to stop with the forced throws. He doesn't. He he needs to understand Jeff before we get out of here. He doesn't control the players that he plays with. He controls his decisions. Right. And that's what he needs to accept. And he still hasn't accepted yet because he still makes the same mistakes. But he's gifted, and that's – you don't want to take it away from him. But, man, it, they've got to get through to him because it's, it's, it's costing the team um, not only plays and, and turnovers and turnover and downs and all sorts of stuff. It's not the way that you play the quarterback position. He's got to clean stuff up, and he's got to take responsibility for it. Yeah, no doubt about it. Well, he's got some time now, a couple extra days to to do some soul searching and some tape watching and see if he can't do a better job because they got a big, big next game, obviously, against mm. the Dallas mm. Cowboys. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of Inside the Birds. I want to thank our producer, Hunter Brody. Check out his work on YouTube. It's called Sports Talk with Broads. And check him out on Twitter, at Broads81. And as always, we thank you for flying with us inside. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. 
ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.